Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Episode 10 called Building a Better Burger. Today, I will be discussing how chemistry can be used to create the best possible burger. So first, I'm just going to go through a quick introduction to burgers and just talk a little bit about why I chose this topic. Burgers are really one of the quintessential fast food items, and they've really transcended their humble origins to become an absolute staple in the food scene. They're served everywhere from McDonald's to even Michelin-starred restaurants, making them a food that almost everyone has experience with. And while almost every burger shares a similar base characteristics, which would be a top and bottom bun with some kind of patty, they're pretty much the ultimate customizable food. You can choose what type of bun, you can choose what type of patty. There's chicken burgers, turkey burgers, beef burgers, and now even vegan and vegetarian burgers like Beyond Burgers. And then one of the most customizable aspects would be the toppings that you can put on the burgers. And those can really be tailored to an individual's tastes and preferences. So while I will certainly not claim to make the best burger in the world, I do think that by using my own personal preferences and looking at some of the chemistry behind those choices that I would make in terms of the cooking and techniques for making some of the toppings, that I can create a very good burger. So what will be on this burger? So I've always been a fan of spicy food. Uh, so my burger will have a homemade mayonnaise flavored with Calabrian chilies, which are a pickled Italian pepper, and also just freshly ground black pepper. To balance the spiciness and richness of that mayo, I will also add a tangy slaw to top the burger. The burger itself will be made of dry aged ground brisket and the bun will be a toasted brioche roll. So now let's get into the chemistry behind this burger. So the first topping I had mentioned was mayonnaise. And in order to get the best and most flavorful mayonnaise, it is best to make your own at home. And although that might seem difficult just based on the fact that almost everyone buys it in the store, it's actually really simple. And you can make a mayonnaise with only two ingredients, which would be oil and egg yolk. The only difficult part is that oil and egg yolk are usually immiscible meaning that they don't just come together if you poured them together. So what you must do in order to make a stable creamy mayonnaise is to create an emulsion. So an emulsion occurs when two normally immiscible substances such as an oil, an egg yolk, or water and oil, or vinegar and oil, a reduction in their surface tension, allowing the substances to mix. And in cooking, emulsions usually require agitation. So when you get a bottle or jar of Italian dressing, which is mainly oil and vinegar, it's usually separated to some degree with the oil having settled on the bottom and the vinegar at the top. So in order to make it uh, homogenous, everyone would shake it. And that's the agitation to break down the surface tension and have those substances mix. So in terms of the mayonnaise itself, the oil must be added drop by drop to the egg yolk so as to slowly decrease the egg yolk surface tension and gradually begin the emulsion. 
after every drop, vigorous whisking is needed, and that would be the agitation that's needed to reduce that surface tension. And then once the emulsion begins, the oil can be added much more quickly as the egg yolk has extremely high surface tension. But once those are agitated and some of the early oil particles have gotten in between the water molecules in the egg yolk, then the surface tension is reduced and you can add the oil much more quickly. So now we're going to move on to the slaw, which is another key aspect of the burger, which is going to be made up predominantly of acid, which is in this case going to be rice wine vinegar and lemon juice. Those are both acids, but I just chose those because I like the flavor of them. And then also vegetables, which I'm going to use cabbage and radishes. And then also for a little bit of sweetness, pineapple. So even though it wouldn't really be possible in the first place, a burger topped with only acid or only vegetables would just be too strong and ruin the taste of a burger. So if you topped it with raw cabbage, which is quite alkaline, it's going to maybe have some crunch, but it's not going to have much flavor. And obviously, if you just poured vinegar right on, it would also kind of ruin the taste because it would be way too tart. So in order to combat this, uh, by mixing both together, the acids and the bases sort of balance out. And it's not, it doesn't have a neutralization reaction, but it is just interesting the fact that it's an acid and a base coming together to make their the sum of their parts taste much better than the individual parts themselves. And then this is just an interesting chemistry fact. Cabbage has the added property of serving as an acid base indicator when it is juiced. Only if it's red or purple cabbage, this doesn't work with green cabbage, but red and cabbage have a molecule called anthocyanin, which when it is juiced, turns red when an H3O plus, which would be an acid, is attached to the molecule and yellow when OH minus molecule, which is basic, is attached. So that's just a little added fact that uh, red and purple cabbage can actually serve as an acid base indicator. So now we're just going to go on to the beef. So this is the main part of the burger. So we're going to go into a little bit more depth in this one. But so the first thing we're going to talk about is dry aging, which is one of the ways to enhance the burger itself before even cooking it. This burger, I'm planning to use an 80-20 fat ratio, which is pretty much naturally occurring in brisket. So by using brisket, we can just grind the whole meat. We won't have to add in any extra fat, extra protein. We'll just use just brisket. That's normally 80-20, and that'll be perfect for a rich smash-style burger. That said, brisket is normally around 75% water, and of course, nothing's going to be 0% water, but 75% water is quite high, and that'll result in weaker flavor and a weaker Maillard reaction. So to combat this kind of hurdle, we're going to dry age the brisket before uh, grinding it. And dry aging is the slow process of hanging beef or leaving it on a rack for weeks in order to reduce the water content through slow evaporation of the water. So the water goes through a phase change of being liquid when it's in the meat to then evaporating into a gas. And that's the evaporation reaction that occurs. And the water evaporates on the surface of the beef, which leaves the surface much drier. And as the water content's lower, the actual flavor, the ratio of molecules that actually flavor the meat, and then molecules of water, which add really no flavor, that improves as water decreases. So then it's going to be a much more flavorful piece of meat. So now when we do end up grinding that beef up and go to cook it, we're looking to achieve a good Maillard reaction. And that is the browning on the surface of the meat that gives the beef its appealing flavor. So if you boil the burger or just cooked it super slowly, it would just turn gray. It would be kind of overcooked if you cooked it for a while, and it wouldn't have any of that nice crunch and nice brown, deep flavor that occurs from a Maillard reaction. 
And as I alluded to earlier with the boiling analogy, this reaction only occurs at high heat, which indicates that it has a high activation energy needed to actually get the reaction going. And Maillard reactions are extremely complicated. Scientists haven't even totally figured them out, but in general, it's just when raw meat hits a super hot pan, it browns and it enhances flavor, it gets a richer taste. And one of the aspects which scientists do know is that it ha has very high activation energy. So in order to get this best Maillard reaction with the most caramelization of the beef, I'll use a cast iron pan as those hold heat extremely well and can be used on top of a charcoal grill, which gets much, much hotter than a conventional gas burning or electric stove. And cast iron is made from iron, hence the name cast iron. And iron is an amazing electrical conductor due to the me metallic bonding that occurs with the metal cations and the sea of electrons. And the electrons in the sea are able to move, which then allows for the iron to have moving charged particles. And that's the key to being able to conduct energy and electricity, and in this case, heat. So when you put a cast iron pan on the stove and get it really hot, it holds that heat and it conducts it really well. So then you can get a better Maillard reaction on the beef. And then the bun, it's not, there's not much to the bun. It's just gonna be a toasted brioche bun. And uh, by toasting the bun, the outer layer of the bread undergoes a combustion reaction, and that's chemical change. The combustion reaction is indicated by the smoke that arises from the toaster or pan in which the bread is toasted. This is an endothermic reaction as the bread takes heat from the pan, and thus it feels warm. So the, the last question we're going to just go over is kind of why I picked a burger to look into the chemistry of. So uh, lastly, I've always been interested in cooking and I love to try and replicate meals that I've eaten out at home. Burgers are one of my favorite foods. I'm sure they're a lot of people's favorite food. And I've been fortunate enough to try burgers in a lot of different places, this country, other countries. And along this whole burger journey, I've been able to uh, have some delicious burgers, but none of them were totally perfect. So my goal with this one was really just to create the optimal flavors in every aspect from the bun all the way down to the topping and the patty itself. And I hope I succeeded. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-brand podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Thank you for listening.